Welcome to the Christmas edition of Transformation Radio. And with this Christmas wish is missed, the point I could convey. If only I could find the words to say to let you know how much you've touched my life because here is where you're finding me in the exact same place as new year's eve from the lack of my persistency we're less than half as close as i want to be in the first time that you opened your eyes did you realize that you would be my savior in the first breath your lips did you know that it would change this world forever and the first time that you open your eyes did you realize that you would be my savior and the first breath that left your lips did you know that it would change this world forever So this Christmas I'll compare The things I felt in prior years To what this midnight made so clear That you have come to meet me As we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative today will be from the book of Revelation, chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. And by the way, on this Christmas Eve, please allow me to wish you and those you love a very Merry Christmas filled with the presence of Christ. All right, uh, chapter 15, verse 1 talks about the seven last plagues. They're also called the seven bowl judgments. They actually begin in chapter 16. Unlike uh, the previous plagues, they are universal, and they will culminate in the abolition of all evil and the end of the world. The Song of Moses celebrated Israel's deliverance from Egypt. 
The Song of the Lamb celebrates the ultimate deliverance of God's people from the power of Satan. You see, the Pharaoh in Egypt were really foreshadowings of the kingdom of evil and Satan. We'll get delivered from that finally and completely at Christ's return. Now, this imagery brings us back to the time of the Exodus in the wilderness when the Ark of the Covenant, the symbol of God's presence among His people, resided in the tabernacle. The angels' garments are reminiscent of the high priest's clothing, showing that they are free from corruption, immorality, and injustice. The smoke that we'll read about here today that fills the temple is the manifestation of God's glory and power. There is no escape from this judgment. John saw the temple filled with the glory and power of God. The key to God's eternal glory and power is His holiness. God's glory is not only His strength, but also His perfect moral character. See, God will never do anything that's not morally perfect. This reassures us that we can trust Him. Yet it places a demand on us. Our desire to be holy, that is dedicated to God and morally pure, is our only suitable response. Our eternal reign with Christ won't begin until all evil is destroyed by His judgment. We must wait for His timetable to be revealed. And now let's begin our reading today, here in the New Testament. December 24th, Christmas Eve, the New Testament. Revelation chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. Then I, John, saw in heaven another marvelous event of great significance. Seven angels were holding the seven last plagues, which would bring God's wrath to completion. I saw before me what seemed to be a glass sea mixed with fire, and on it stood all the people who had been victorious over the beast and his statue, and the number representing his name. They were all holding harps that God had given them, and they were singing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb. Great and marvelous are your works, O Lord God the Almighty! Just and true are your ways, O King of nations! Who will not fear you, Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous deeds have been revealed. Then I looked and saw that the temple in heaven, God's tabernacle, was thrown wide open. The seven angels who were holding the seven plagues came out of the temple. They were clothed in spotless white linen, with gold sashes across their chests. Then one of the four living beings handed each of the seven angels a gold bowl filled with the wrath of God, who lives forever and ever. The temple was filled with smoke from God's glory and power. No one could enter the temple until the seven angels had completed pouring out the seven plagues. Psalm 143, verses 1 through 12. David was losing hope, caught in paralyzing fear and deep depression. At times, we feel caught in deepening depression and we're unable to pull ourselves out. Well, at those times, we can come to the Lord and, like David, express our true feelings and cry out for God's help and restoration. And then we'll find help as we remember His works, and reach out to Him in prayer and trust Him and seek to do His will. Now, David's prayer was to be taught to do God's will, not His own. 
A prayer for guidance is really kind of self-centered if it doesn't recognize God's power to redirect our lives. Asking God to restructure our priorities awakens our minds and stirs our will. Psalm 143, verses 1 through 12, a psalm of David. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to my plea. Answer me because you are faithful and righteous. Don't put your servant on trial, for no one is innocent before you. My enemy has chased me. He has knocked me to the ground and forces me to live in darkness like those in the grave. I am losing all hope. I am paralyzed with fear. I remember the days of old. I ponder all your great works and think about what you have done. I lift my hands to you in prayer. I thirst for you as parched land thirsts for rain. Interlude Come quickly, Lord, and answer me, for my depression deepens. Don't turn away from me, or I will die. Let me hear of your unfailing love each morning, for I am trusting you. Show me where to walk, for I give myself to you. Rescue me from my enemies, Lord. I run to you to hide me. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your gracious Spirit lead me forward on a firm footing. For the glory of your name, O Lord, preserve my life. Because of your faithfulness, bring me out of this distress. In your unfailing love, silence all my enemies and destroy all my foes, for I am your servant. Proverbs chapter 30, verses 24 through 28. There are four things on earth that are small but unusually wise. Ants, they aren't strong, but they store up food all summer. Heraxes, they aren't powerful, but they make their homes among the rocks. Locusts, they have no king, but they march in formation. Lizards, they are easy to catch, but they are found even in king's palaces.
today's In Touch devotion. Today's scripture reading is from Luke chapter 23, where we read that two criminals were crucified next to Jesus. We begin in verse 35. And the people stood by looking on, and even the rulers were sneering at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if this is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up to him, offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. Now there was also an inscription above him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there was hurling abuse at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other answered and rebuking him said, Do you not even fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed are suffering justly, for we are receiving what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he was saying, Jesus, Remember me when you come in your kingdom. And he said to him, Truly I say to you, Today you shall be with me in paradise. The thief on the cross, condemned by both God and man, was just hours away from death. But before he took his last breath, something absolutely glorious occurred. The criminal, in the very process of dying, was rescued by Jesus right in front of a mocking crowd, The thief's name was written in the Lamb's book of life, and all of heaven rejoiced. Jesus promised him a place in paradise in the presence of God. On those three crosses at Calvary, one robber died in his sin. Another man, the Son of Man, died to pay the penalty for sin. And the third, a thief like the first, was redeemed. His sin debt was paid in full, and he became part of God's family. What evidence do we have that his deathbed conversion was real? Fear of God Initially, both thieves hurled insults and blasphemies against Jesus. In a total turnaround, the second robber later chastised the first man for his words, as we see in verse 40 of today's scripture passage. Admission of Guilt The robber publicly acknowledged that he was being justly punished for his wicked deeds. Expression of faith in the Lord. The man called Jesus by name, acknowledged that he was a king with the kingdom, believed there was life after death, and asked the Savior to rescue him. Jesus' promise to the thief. The Lord told him, Truly I say to you, today you shall be with me in paradise. Every one of us is just a heartbeat away from dying. Let this sobering thought propel you to examine your life. Are you part of God's family? A child is this who laid to rest on Mary's land sleeping whom angels greet with anthem sweet while shepherds watch our keeping this this is Christ the King whom shepherds guard and angels say 
This is Pastor Jeff Kirby, Director of Phase 2 in Lancaster, Ohio, Refuge Ministries, wishing everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. God bless us, everyone. Ashley Yoder from Ankeny, Iowa, who's a cosmetologist, said, John, I want you to talk about transparency. And Ashley, I find that a little amusing. You're a cosmetologist, and you want me to talk about transparency. Aren't you always trying to help people get a little bit better on that face and <laughs> kind of cover up all those wrinkles or whatever it is? But I know the question, and it's a great word. And let me just share with you that I think every leader owes it to his or her people to be transparent. 
Many, many leaders, instead of opening up their arms and opening up their heart to their people, they hold people a distance. They, they stiff arm them. They try to close their life off from others. And here's what I discovered. If I go through life as a leader and I kind of, I'm over you and I power down on you and I don't share with you my heart and hold you at a distance, the good news is you'll never get close enough to hurt me. That's true. But can I tell you something? The bad news is you'll never get close enough to help me. Because you see, transparency basically says, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I'm very human. But come into my life. And let's enjoy one another for who we are and who we want to be. Come let us adore
Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Make sure to tune in tomorrow for the next edition of Transformation Radio.